Then David said to the Philistine, Thou comest to me with a sword, and with a spear, and with a shield. But I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defiled. 1 Samuel 17.45 Dear Lord, when the problems and challenges in my life seem as big as Goliath, I will mimic the thoughts and actions of David. I will declare, What is this problem in front of me that thinks it's bigger than the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob? Who are these individuals that think they can stop the plans of God for my life? No, I will not back down. Lord, I thank you like David and his sling. You too have given me my unique and special gifting to overcome any challenges I face. I will not force myself to put on strategies and beliefs that have not been tested in my faith walk. When the problem approaches me like Goliath in the field of battle, I will work with what I know has been proven time and time again, my faith and trust in you, God. With my feet planted and my eyes fixed on my target, I will give it all I have and let my faith and works fly. As they collide with the enemy in front of me, I will let out a hallelujah because it has no choice but to fall. I decree that all giants must fall at the feet of my heavenly Father. This is my truth. This is my declaration. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for making prayer a priority in your day. To learn more about the Bible, stay tuned for today's story. Brought to you by BibleInAYear.com David and Goliath In our last story, we learned about God's plan to choose a new king, a king with a pure heart that seeks after him. David, a young shepherd boy no older than 17, was anointed king over Israel by Samuel. David did not know that he was anointed king, for only Samuel and God knew. However, from that day forward, everything else would change. Now we will learn about the giant Goliath posing a challenge to the people of Israel. No one would step up to his challenge. Nobody except David. Inspired by the book of 1 Samuel. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hello, I'm Pastor Jack Graham with today's episode of the Bible in a Year podcast. In our previous episode, we heard how Samuel went to the home of Jesse, and after passing every one of Jesse's older, stronger sons, God told Samuel that David was the young shepherd boy who would be the king. Samuel anointed David, and God's spirit filled this young man. Soon David ended up in the king's palace, King Saul's palace, 
And he was called upon to play the harp for Saul to soothe the king, to calm his soul that was tormented by the departure of God's presence in his life. Today, we'll see how David steps up to boldly face and defeat a Philistine giant. David's confidence isn't in his own strength, but in God's victory and in the promise that the battle is the Lord's. Now, let's listen to today's reading. The Israelites and the Philistines stood poised for battle on two hills facing each other with a valley in between them. The dark clouds hid the sun and hovered closely over the battlefield below. Israel stood ready for battle with the city of Judah behind them. The Philistines had camped close, and this was Israel's last stand to ward off the Philistines before they invaded Israel. Neither army desired to continue fighting. Too many men had been lost on both sides, yet peace was not an option. The Philistines desired to enslave the Israelite people. Saul stood with his men behind him. He was weary from battle and the disturbing images of his nightmares. Saul peered at the army on the other side. The Philistine men began to part to make room for a figure making its way to the front. The earth began to shake slightly, and Saul could hear gasps from his men as the figure made its way into view. A soldier from the Philistine army emerged. He loomed over the other Philistines. His legs were planted firmly into the ground like tree trunks covered with bronze armor. He had a coat of bronze mail draped over his chiseled and monstrous chest. His arms were like beams of stone holding up his spear and shield. He stood as six feet and nine inches of raw power. His name was Goliath, and he was the Philistines' champion. His smile could be seen through his helmet, and he raised his voice to the Israelites. He spoke with the bellowings of a god. His voice seemed as though it could crack the earth. Why have you come up to battle? Do I not represent all Philistines? Choose for yourself a champion to fight me. If he slays me, the Philistines shall be your servants. But if I crush him in every bone in his body, the Israelites shall bow at our feet. The men behind Saul trembled in fear behind him, and he could hear the rattling of shaking armor. Saul stood there silent and unable to answer. Goliath smiled at their fear, and the Philistine army laughed as Saul stood there, paralyzed and speechless. Goliath raised his spear into the air and pointed it towards Saul and his army. I defy you and your armies, he said as he spat on the ground towards them. Give me a man to fight, he shouted. Saul could see the bloodlust in Goliath's eyes. He was truly a monster designed for destruction. The Philistines chanted behind Goliath and banged on their shields. All of Israel was dismayed, and beads of sweat fell from Saul's forehead. For forty days Goliath stood at the edge of the canyon and challenged the Israelites. Morning and night Goliath's challenge would echo through the Israelite camp. His bloodthirsty voice hovered over the bed of Saul like a demon. Every soldier was paralyzed with fear. A few weeks had passed, and David was preparing food to bring back to his brothers, who served under Saul. David would go to and from Israel's camp often. He would tend to his father's sheep, and then travel to camp to play music for Saul. 
Upon his father's request, he packed grains and cheeses for his brothers and their commander. Early in the morning, David loaded up his donkey and ventured back to Israel's camp. As David approached the camp, he could hear battle cries coming from the edge of the canyon. He ran towards the sound and made his way up a rock to observe the battle. The two armies were poised as they were before, yelling at one another and goading each other into battle. However, Israel's army grew silent when Goliath emerged again. David looked at Goliath closely, studying his movement and mannerisms. He listened as Goliath defied the armies of Israel, God, and their entire nation. He watched as the men of Israel, his brothers included, cowered in fear at the sight of Goliath. David climbed down and walked among the men at camp. "'Have you seen that Philistine giant?' a man said to him. "'The king has promised riches and his daughter to whoever kills him in battle.' David clenched his jaw. The words of the giant resonated in his brain. The Spirit of God inside him was stirring. "'Who is this Philistine that he should defy the armies of Israel and the living God?' David said. David crossed his arms and thought deeply. His brother, Eliab, saw him from the other side of camp. He stormed towards David and turned him around. "'What are you doing here?' Eliab shouted. "'Who have you left the sheep with this time? I know why you are here, David. You just want to look at the battle.' David paid no attention to his brother. He had just seen him run away from Goliath in fear. Instead, David turned and walked towards Saul's tent. Without permission to enter, David burst through the tent and knelt at the foot of Saul. David, looking down at the floor, said, Do not let anyone's heart fail because of the giant. I will go up against him. Saul and the others in his tent held in chuckles. Saul helped David up on his feet and said, You are not able to go up against him. You are a boy, and he has been killing since he was a boy. David gave a slight grin. His eyes were gleaming with intensity and hope. David looked up and said, As you know, I keep the sheep for my father. Any time there was a lion or bear that stole away a lamb from the flock, I would go after it and strike it down. I have delivered sheep from the jaws of lions. I have struck them down. This Philistine shall be like one of them, for he has threatened the sheep of God. Saul and the others gritted their teeth and looked at one another with concerned faces. David continued, saying, The Lord has delivered me from the paw of the lion and the claw of the bear. He will deliver me from the hand of this giant. Saul looked down at David. He stroked his beard and let out a sigh. He was old and unable to fight Goliath, but perhaps this boy had the anointing of God. David held his breath, waiting for Saul's answer. He looked again at David and said, Go. May the Lord be with you. Then Saul immediately went to the chest laying at the foot of his throne. You will need these, Saul said as he took out his armor and began to dress David in it. He put a helmet of bronze on his head and draped a coat of mail over his body. He strapped his sword over his shoulder and tightened his belt to keep the armor together. David waddled in place, almost unable to move under the sheer weight of Saul's armor. David gave Saul a concerned look and said, "'My king, I cannot go out and battle with these.' So David took off the armor. David nodded to Saul, picked up his shepherd's staff, and walked out of the tent. David passed by a creek bed to choose five smooth stones. He put them in his shepherd's pouch as he prayed to God for strength. 
Without armor, having only his staff and sling, David ran towards the battlefield. David came into the middle of the valley. The mumbles of Israelite soldiers could be heard from above. They watched David as he approached Goliath. The two stood about fifty yards away from one another. The giant looked down and saw David. Goliath <laughs> laughed and spat towards him, saying, Am I a dog that you come to me with a stick? He pounded his spear against his shield and cursed David by his gods. Goliath's smile turned into a scowl. He spoke only to David now. He did not yell or raise his voice for others to hear. He simply looked at David intensely and said, Come to me, boy. I will give your flesh for the birds and beasts to feast on. David met Goliath's hateful gaze and said, You come to me with sword, spear, and javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of heaven and earth. It is he you have defied. David pointed his staff to Goliath and raised his voice for all to hear, saying, Today the Lord will deliver you into my hand. I will strike you down, and your head will roll off your body. The birds and beasts will feast on your corpse, and all the world shall know that there is a God in Israel who fights for us. At that moment, Goliath ran towards David in a fury. The giant shook the earth below him as he mounted an attack. David planted his feet firmly into the ground. He drew a stone from his bag and placed it in the leather cradle of his sling. All was silent, and David could only hear the sound of his breathing. David had one chance to hit the giant. If he missed, there would be no second shot. David wore no helmet. It would only cast a shadow on his vision, and his aim must be precise. David wore no breastplate. It was heavy on his chest, and his breathing must be unhindered. His sling swung in place behind him as Goliath narrowed the gap between them. The giant's legs burst with power, ready to launch towards him. David swung his hips and released the stone into the air. It released with precision, whistling through the air towards Goliath. A direct hit. The stone sank into his forehead and cracked his skull. The giant's leap was interrupted as he fell to the floor. The earth quaked as his massive body hit the dirt. The giant lay there motionless. David wasted no time. He ran toward the Philistine, took his sword from his hand, and drove it straight through his neck. David held the head of Goliath in his hand for all the Philistines to see. David could hear a roar of men storming behind him as the armies of Israel crossed the valley towards the Philistines. They passed David and ran towards the enemy. The Philistines ran as the children of Israel stormed their camp. David pursued the Philistines alongside them and began to fight alongside his brothers. As the battle raged on, Saul saw David from a distance fighting with fury, tact, and skill. Who is that warrior? Saul asked his commander. That is David, the commander replied. So all of Israel was liberated at the hands of David. David brought back the armor of Goliath, and the entire nation shouted in victory and praise over him. David's heart of courage spoke of a greater story happening in Israel. A story of a shepherd who would lay down his life to save his sheep. A shepherd who would fight lions, giants, and armies to restore his sheep to green pastures and still waters. David's bravery mirrored the shepherding heart of God over Israel. God would use David in years to come to shepherd and guide his sheep into prosperity, safety, and refreshment. One day, 
God would send another shepherd that would rise from Bethlehem. A shepherd that would slay the biggest giant of all, sin and death. Today's story begins with two enemies poised, ready for battle. The Philistines and Israelites each camped on hills facing each other. For now, there is only the threat of imminent war, but the Philistines have a secret weapon. A ferocious, terrifying giant by the name of Goliath. A man more powerful than anyone on either side of the fight. This giant struck fear in the hearts of his own people, let alone the Israelites who watched him from a distance. Goliath was not only a giant, powerful and strong, he was also brash and confident, unafraid of any man who would come against him. So Goliath shouted his challenge to Saul's army. Rather than send armies against each other, they would settle this one-on-one. Goliath would stand for the Philistines, and Israel would send out their best hope, their best fighter. Should the Israelite challenger win, the Philistines would serve them. Otherwise, Israel would be slaves to the Philistines. Saul and his men were unwilling to take this challenge. They were all terrorized by this giant. No one stepped forward. But Goliath kept issuing the challenge. For 40 days, he taunted and terrified Saul's army, showing nothing but contempt and anger. He ridiculed not just them, but their God as well, blaspheming the God of heaven. Goliath respected no man or God. When David went to the battlefield to take food to his brothers, he heard Goliath's threats and insults. The giant was disrespecting Almighty God, and David was full of faith and zealous and mighty in the power of God. So he told Saul that he would face the terrible giant. This seemed like a ridiculous proposition, of course. Saul told David as much and said that he couldn't send him into a fight destined for death. But David told Saul of the beast that he had faced and as a shepherd, how he had defeated lions and bears. Then in 1 Samuel 17, verse 37, David says this, The Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. David understood that all he needed was the power and the promise of God. The size of the enemy is unimportant when the Lord is on your side. And yes, the battle is the Lord's. So David faced off against the giant. He refused to wear the king's armor, which was heavy and weighing him down. And he faced him like a shepherd with a sling and some stones and the power of God. Goliath mocked David and blasphemed God. But David told Goliath that it was not him that he was facing, but the Lord of heaven and earth. And God would deliver Goliath into his hands. David hurled his stone that sunk deep into Goliath's forehead. And the fearsome warrior fell. David ran to him and removed his head, holding it high for the terrified Philistines to see their champion now dead on the battlefield. This story is certainly about bravery, David's courage and bravery to face the enemy. But it is also, most importantly, about God's power to defeat every enemy that opposes him. God will not be mocked. And he mightily used David to show just how powerful he is to accomplish his purposes. And it points to the ultimate good shepherd, the Lord Jesus Christ, who would one day slay the greatest giant of all, the giant of sin and death. David was now, of course, a hero to the people, 
and his legend would only grow. We'll hear more of his journey, its highs and lows, in tomorrow's episodes. God, help us always to remember that the battle is your battle, that we fight from a position of strength and power when we trust in you. Thank you for the victory that we have in the Lord Jesus Christ. May we also, like David, have a heart for you and to be full of faith to defeat every enemy. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to today's Bible in a Year podcast. I'm Jack Graham from Dallas, Texas. Download the Pray.com app and make prayer and Bible study a priority in your life. If you enjoyed this podcast, share it with someone you love or know. And by sharing this podcast, we can get the Word of God to the world. And if you want more resources on how to tap into God's power for Christian living, be sure to visit jackgraham.org. God bless you. This episode is sponsored by MediShare, an innovative healthcare solution for Christians to save money without sacrificing quality. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career. And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org.